Bible. A deeper dive into the books of the Bible. Greetings and welcome to Pondering the Bible. I'm your co-host, Ken Corkins, and with me, as always, is my longtime friend and pastor, Rocky Ellison. Hello. This is season four, episode six. I don't know why I had to think about that. What? But as always, we pray that we're sponsored by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's talk about a couple of things that have been going on. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how to bring this up other than to say, we've changed. We have. <laughs> Up until this point, we have been Ponder United Methodist Church, but this last Sunday we jumped through the last hoop to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church, and at the same time we were uh, welcomed with open arms into the Global Methodist Church. So we are now Ponder GMC, uh, and we've realigned ourselves with a denomination that fits your and my uh high regard for Scripture, uh, much better than where we left. So we joined a different family, still Methodist in, in practice. Right. It's just a little doctrinal kind of, we think this way and so do they, and so they better align with the way we think. That's exactly right. Okay. We are among our own again. So some things have changed, some things are still going to be changed, right? The The website is now pondergmc.org, and I'll mention that at the end. Um, not everything has been changed yet, but we're working on that. We are. Um, so it might take some time, but we won't change the podcast because this is just you and me. Yep. <laughs> and I don't think it, has in, it doesn't have any Methodist part to it in the name, so it shouldn't be a big deal. Slowly, every single thing that we owned that was ponderumc.org will become pondergmc.org. Right. Okay. So this Sunday coming up is kind of a, it's an unusual, it's a, not a celebratory yeah. type of Sunday, but it's a different, it's a... So Sunday that's dedicated to what? To those who we have lost in the last year who were significant in our faith journey. It's All Saints Sunday. Technically, All Saints is November 1st. And because of that date, Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, came right. to be October 31st. Most people know Halloween now, but don't realize it was generated by All Saints Day on November 1st. We observe it on the first Sunday of November. Right, so it was All Hallows Eve. Yeah, right. Yeah, the night before All Saints. Yeah, and <laughs> it's because so that's when the the bad people came out. Because on All Saints Day, all the good people, all came the saints out. come out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that kind of migrated backwards. If you yeah, will. it's yeah. kind of a weird story. Okay, and so that means we've got a little extra ceremony. I don't know if it's the right term, ceremony, but a little extra activity coming up Sunday to do a candle lighting ceremony for those yeah. we've lost. I, I was at a meeting with two other pastors last night, and we got to talking about it, because every church is completely different in how they celebrate everything, even mm -hmm. if they're from the same denomination. And and uh, we had three very different approaches to how we acknowledge and celebrate uh, All Saints Day. For you and I, we call out the names of the people who have passed away in the last year, and uh, someone from their family or, or a good friend comes forward and lights a candle uh, until we have a, a very huge glowing table uh, just in front of our altar with with candles of remembrance. Very good. And it's also Communion Sunday. <laughs> going to be a busy day. So lots going on this Sunday. Be sure to tune in to the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to join us on the live stream and see how we celebrate uh, All Saints Day. 
Okay, so based on the fact that it is All Saints Day, we're going to kind of jump out of the epistle path. We've right, been we've been doing the minor epistles, um, but we're going to jump out of that so that we deal with a text tonight that specifically talks about uh, the people we love and will we ever see them again. So that is going to be, what is our passage for tonight? Tonight we're working out of uh, Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth, for uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 20. Uh, and again, just about every translation, every version that you read is going to be really similar on this. It, it doesn't uh, really matter that much which one. So we're working from our NLT. Okay. Paul is writing and speaking. But tell me this. Since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless, and your faith is useless. And we apostles would all be lying about God, for we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless, and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Amen. Let's kind of set the historical context on this, if you yeah. will. We said this was Paul writing. Right. Who is he writing to? He's writing to the church in Corinth. Um, that's modern-day Turkey. Right. And it's a coastal city. In fact, it was a major seaport, a big-time seaport in Turkey. And it was where uh, the east-west uh, northern Asia roads all came to the Mediterranean Sea. And so, massive movement of goods and materials. And people. And people. That's right. the other thing. Massive movement of people. So, it was a, an ideal place to start a church because you could export Christianity really quickly all around the world. Sailor comes into town. He's there for a couple of weeks. You introduce him to Jesus Christ. He goes home and takes Jesus with him to a far corner of the world. So, it was, it was an incredible place for evangelism. The downside of that is it's an incredible place for heresy. Right. <laughs> and heresies have been uh, springing up all through the, the Corinthian church. Okay. Um, so, in this case, what heresy is he actually fighting? If, if we'd gone through the whole book of Corinthians, there are a couple heresies that are, are reaching their peak here at this point. Um, the one that he's dealing with specifically at this instant is people have said, well, Jesus didn't physically resurrect. Mm. Uh, it was just his spirit. He's God, so you can't kill the spirit of God. So what came out of the tomb on Sunday morning was just the spirit of God. But a body, bodies never come back. It's dead. Jesus's body was, was dead. Some other people have been saying, well, Jesus has already returned the second times. If you if you haven't been taken away, you missed it. You're not going to heaven. Right. Uh, that heresy is floating through Corinth. That the parousia has already happened. Um, another heresy that's moving through, and it's tied to the 
Jesus didn't resurrect heresy is there is no there's no heaven. Hmm. I mean, if nobody gets resurrected, we don't need a place called heaven. So there is no heaven since Jesus wasn't resurrected. There may or may not be a place called Hades where everybody goes, whether you are good or bad in this life, and it's this gray, murky underworld where you walk through the fog and and everyone is moaning and crying and there's nothing but despair and desolation. And, and anytime you bump into someone you might recognize, they just explode on you with vengeance for all the times you sinned against them in life. And you hurt me and, and, and now I'm miserable here. And it's just, it's just the most horrible place. Uh, it's where some of the modern interpretations of hell come from. Right. And in the Greek world, that was that might be real. That might happen after you die. But this heaven, this happy place, not a chance. And the last heresy then that's moving through uh, the Corinthian church is uh, because there is no resurrection, because this life is all there is, there really aren't any consequences for sin. God never gets even with you because when you die— it's all over. So if you can get away with, with terrible bad things, why not? Right. There's no consequence for sin. No. I've heard those kinds of criticisms of Christianity before. And if you think about it, it's kind of easy to understand. There was a guy named Jesus, and he volunteered. The Romans killed him, and we just said, yeah, all of our sins died on on him with him. And that's easy to understand and in probably even easy to believe, right? He was killed. They put him in the tomb. The hard part of Christianity is believing, and it's the key. To start, press any key. Where's the any key? Belief of Christianity is that Jesus physically rose from that grave. All of Christianity hinges on that belief and that fact. And so it's easy to ignore that and say, oh, that never happened because that just doesn't happen. And that's what sets Christians apart from basically everybody else. Yeah. We believe that Jesus physically rose from the dead. It, it is absolutely essential. For the first hundred years of Christianity, when someone asked, are you a believer? Mm -hmm. They didn't mean, do you believe Jesus is God or do you believe that he did miracles? They were very specifically asking, do you believe in the resurrection? Because if you don't believe in that, nothing else in Christianity matters or makes sense. Right. That's pretty much the point of, <laughs> of the letter tonight or the section of the letter that we wrote tonight. But, And even today, I still – I've had – Evangelists come up to me and say, you know, do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? That's their question. That's yeah. an easy one. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I'll accept that. Absolutely. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Take him away, buddy. The hard part— An atheist can believe that. Exactly. The hard part, the really hard part, is believing because it's unnatural. It's supernatural for a dead man to be raised from the dead. Yeah. And that's where faith comes in because I didn't see it. I didn't see him walking. I didn't see him die. I didn't see him get up and walk afterwards. So it's all faith. That's the key to me. One of the reasons we just left our old denomination is because they are now ordaining pastors um, who don't believe in the physical resurrection. They uh, say it was just a metaphor to explain that, that God loves you and there is life after death. But he didn't actually come back from the dead. and. Without that belief, 
I cannot call you Christian. Agreed. All right. So there's kind of my, you didn't ask for it, but there's my opinion. That's my opinion! In the context of the, of the lesson tonight, how did Paul answer these criticisms of Christianity? He goes through it in, in a very step-by-step process. He says, first off, you know, if there is no resurrection of the body, then Jesus wasn't resurrected either, because Jesus not only was all God, but he was all man. He had a real body. So if there is no resurrection, Jesus was never resurrected. Uh, If Jesus was not resurrected, then why do I preach that to you? And why do you believe in Jesus? Why would you put your faith in him if he didn't actually come back from the dead like he said he was going to do? Your your faith is now pointless and useless. Paul basically says that. And he says, and all of the apostles are liars. Liar! You know, in the shorter um, epistles, we were dealing so much with orthodoxy. The apostles get to tell you what to believe. Paul kind of hits orthodoxy here, but he hits it from the other side of, if there was no resurrection, then everything I and all the other apostles have told you are lies. Right. And and his next—and and so because of that, you're still guilty of sin. You don't think you are, but you are. If Jesus didn't come back from the dead, then no one has paid for, me, for your sin, so you are still guilty of all your sin. And that means that all Christians go to hell. Because we're not working hard to save ourselves like the Jews or or the Greeks were. Um, we're letting Jesus do that. And if Jesus can't do that, we are damned for all eternity. And Paul finishes with these really powerful words. If all of that is true, then you and I and the apostles are the most pitiful people in the entire world. We're basing our afterlife on a lie. On a lie. And there's nothing to it. If there's nothing to it, then there's nothing to it at all. Yeah. And you're just wasting your time. And nothing else matters. Doing good, right? And loving God and loving yeah. people yeah. because it's all based on a lie. So if it if it's a lie, stop. But if you believe it, then you have the promises. Yes. So... Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of goes around and around in circles in, it, to my thinking, reading that little letter or that little pericope. Yes. Yeah, there's a fancy word. I'm so fancy. Pericope. <laughs> um, he kind of argues, it, in fact, like verses 13 and 16 are almost identically Yeah, the they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He comes back around to it. Yeah. So it's kind of a circular argument. But it's, he's, the point is being, if Jesus didn't die, your sins are not forgiven. And so you're wasting your time. Go do something fun. Yeah. Or go do something else anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Being a Christian is a stupid thing to do. That's right. If, if it's all a lie, stop wasting your time. It's stupid. Yeah. I have heard people say, well, you know, Christianity is still a really good philosophy on how to live your life. No, it's not. Uh, if, if there is no resurrection and there's no life everlasting, lasting, then spending all day long trying to take care of everybody else is a stupid way to live. <laughs> Yeah, you live for yourself. Yeah, you should be as selfish and greedy as as you can get away with. If there is no life beyond this, then spending all of your time worrying about everybody else's feelings and concerns and health and welfare is stupid. If there's no consequence for sin, sin away, buddy. It's it. That's really how it comes down. So, yeah, you kind of have to, you have to take it all. Yeah. One way or the other. 
according to Paul, what is the solution to this heresy of people coming out and saying, there's no resurrection. <laughs> Jesus already came back. You missed it, buddy. You know, so sorry. Oh, Jesus, I saw him last week, man. He grabbed his, his friends and he went away. You missed it. Missed it by that much. So what is Paul? Paul's answer is, so when I and the other apostles tell you that Jesus physically resurrected, he came back from the dead with a new body, you've got to believe that I'm telling you the truth. And I can understand why that might be difficult for you, but imagine this. Paul, about uh, six years after this, is going to go to jail in Rome because he preaches Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected. He's going to go to jail for that. He's going to spend two years in jail, at which point they're going to haul him outside of the city limits and cut off his head with an axe. Peter is going to go shortly after him from the same city from Rome. He's going to be crucified upside down mm -hmm. until his heart explodes and he dies. Matthew in Egypt is going to be run through, completely through, with a spear for preaching that Jesus Christ came back from the dead. Uh, the apostle Thomas was a twin. They call him Thomas the twin. He had twin daughters, uh, and that happens genetically. All three of them are going to be stoned to death in India because they keep saying Jesus came back from the dead. Eleven of the twelve apostles are going to die horrible, gruesome, bloody deaths, martyred deaths, and they, any one of them could have got away alive if they had simply said it was a lie. Yeah, we, I'm just joking. <laughs> we made it up. Jesus didn't really come back. You gotta be kidding me. Not one of them changed their story. Now, you don't, you don't die for a lie. No, I wouldn't. Who would, you, you know? know? Who would let their children be stoned to death because you told a lie? Nobody's going to do that. And so Paul's answer kind of goes on to look at our lives. Look at the suffering we're going through. Would we do that for a lie? No, we wouldn't. So this is how you know we believe, and we want you to believe. And just for the audience who can't see you, you actually rec recited all that history without notes, by the way, all <laughs> what happened to the apostles. I was kind of impressed just sitting here like going, wow! I've had to look that up a few times, and I've had to write it down, but you just kind of spurted out there with uh, without notes. So kudos to you, man. I didn't have a whole lot of notes on this one because it's very short, and it's kind of, like I said, he kind of repeats himself, but the gist of it is, if there's no resurrection, there's no salvation, there's no forgiveness of sins. And so if you can't believe, you know, if you don't accept the truth of what happened, it's all for not. Stop wasting your time. You're a fool. And we're the biggest fools because we're telling other people about it. We're not just not believing it. We're telling other people this is what happened and here's why. So it's kind of the whole gist of it, right? It's it, exactly. And you will never see your loved ones again. On All Saints, I promise people, um, your families will be together in heaven again. Uh, and that is an absolute lie if Jesus did not physically resurrect. But I'm convinced that he did, and I am convinced that you will. Anything else? Nope, that's sure. it. Um, so have you given a sermon title yet? Calling this one, Would I Lie to You? So if you'd like to listen to the sermon that Rocky delivers, it'll be at our website at www.pondergmc.org. At the top is a menu. 
Same website, just a different name. Same right? website, different name. <laughs> Up at the top of the menu called Ministries. Pull that down. Go to sermons. Look for the sermon, Would I Lie to You? And this will have been delivered on November 6th, 2022. So where are we going next week? One last shot at one of the short epistles. We're going to do Philemon. Philemon. Okay, excellent. And now for the part everybody's been waiting, <laughs> holding their breath, bated breath for the dad joke. You ready? Yes. Okay. I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. <laughs> we got to come up with a new season so we get out of these dead I love the bad dad jokes, dad jokes man. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have stone can here in a minute. <laughs> we're going to be stoning it on our GMC. All right. With that, I think we'll close this episode. This is Ken Corkins and Rocky Ellison reminding you to love God and be nice to people. Thank you for listening. You can find us at www.ponderumc.org. There, you can watch the live stream of our casual service, listen to replays of this and past sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible.